This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, October 28, 2020, and I do appreciate you being with me today. And of course, uh, here we are, what? Uh, almost done with uh, October. Election Day is coming, less than a week. Uh, Halloween is going to be here in a few days, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be many trick-or-treaters out there. I might be eating all my candy bars by myself. Well, I guess there's worse fates. But it's going to be an unfun holiday season. That's what I think. You got uh, people don't want to visit family on Thanksgiving. That's my one of my. That's my favorite holiday. And I don't know how many people will be coming over here for Thanksgiving dinner because we always, me and my wife always host Thanksgiving dinner here. And I'm just not sure because the COVID thing, how many people, how many relatives are going to come over? Just don't know. Kind of disappointing. And, you know, so far, I'm, you know, it's always fun to watch football on the Thanksgiving weekend. But I've, I've been watching it, but it just loses something without a crowd there. It just is not as much fun. So this is going to be a tough holiday season in that I don't think we're going to have as much cheer we usually do. I'm kind of disappointed in that. Certainly for this past year, it's been a pretty difficult time uh, just, to, just to live, just to enjoy yourself, trying to find fun things to do, and, and even just trying to find a job. Some people, you know, I feel bad for some people, like, you know, anybody working in the uh, hotel industry or the restaurant business, you know, you guys are being hit the hardest. Being hit the hardest. It's it's just not right. We got to get we got to get past this somehow. We're a little week, you know, less than a week away from election day. Um, that will at least get rid of some uncertainty out there and uncertainty in the market. You certainly saw that today, and what happened in the stock market. The market investors don't like uncertainty. They don't like it. Um, it makes them nervous. They're not sure what's going to happen. And when that when they're nervous and they're not sure, they usually sell. So I think, we, as I've said before, we this has been a very volatile year, and it's just going to continue to be so. I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I will do my best to provide unbiased answers to your financial questions, any investment questions you might have. We'll talk about it. If I don't know the answers, I'm going to tell you I don't know the answers. I'm I'm not shy about that because you know, there's so much to the investment world. No one can know all the answers. You just can't. Even with all the computer-aided stuff I have in front of me, still can't get all the answers. But I'm going to help you with unbiased unbiased opinions and answers I can, that I can give you. I really will. Now, of course, your calls make the show. So the number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So the line is open. You can call right now. The market had a pretty bad time of it today. The Dow was down 943 points. The NASDAQ down 426 points. And the S&P down 120 points. Pretty ugly day. Now, I think... I think this is going to set itself up. We're going. We're having a routine correction. I think it's going to set itself up for a good buying opportunity, but not just yet. I probably wait till after the election, 
So we get rid of one unknown out there. And uh, if the market falls 10%, I think that would be health restoring, not not a bad thing. Health restoring to the market. Remember what uh, was it? Is it uh, Warren Buffett? Buy when they're sellers and sell when they're buyers. Buy when there's sellers, sell when there's buyers. Meaning when people are really scared and sold and out, you should start buying. When people are very happy and the market's really high, you should start selling. It does work. Okay, but the problem is you don't know how low is low and how high is high. I don't. No one does. Warren Buffett doesn't either. But that's what the markets did. So let's go ahead and go to our first caller. Uh, here's a call that came in earlier. Hi, it's calling about ticker symbol OXY, Oxy. Looks like it's gotten beat up pretty bad, so I was wondering if right now would be a good time to enter a position and hold it long-term. Please let me know. Thanks for your time. Bye. Well, I'm going to say uh, a qualified yes. Uh, you know, oil... Uh, uh, I was looking with Nick today, one of one of our registered investment advisors in the office. We were looking at uh, the usage of different energies uh, and looking at oil. And I don't see how how it is possible that we can get away with with without using oil for decades. So, you know, when do you buy it? Right now, Occidental Petroleum, which is engaged in exploration and production of crude oil and natural gas worldwide, $8.2 billion company, they're going to lose $3.56 this year and lose $1.53 next year. But after COVID is over with, okay, all right, let's look at 2019 when there was no COVID. They made $1.45. 2018, they made $5. 2017, they made $0.89. It's a $9 stock. So if it just goes back to a dollar earnings, earnings, which they probably will achieve this coming year, I mean, they're showing that it won't, but I think the market will turn around. I think that that the entire world will turn around starting next year. And if you have patience, this stock work very well for you because it's really inexpensive. Just to give you an idea. Okay, in the last 10 years, the highs of this stock the highest high was $101 a share. The lowest high of the last 10 years was $74. The lowest low, not counting this year, was last year, 2019, lowest low was $37. Right now, it's $9.27. That doesn't seem right. Seems too low. They don't pay a very big dividend. The dividend is very small. But... Anyway, that's my opinion. I think it's a yes. I think you buy it when, as I said, buy when there's sellers and sell when there's buyers. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and the long, hot summer of 2020 is history. We're moving into the cool holiday seasons, cold in some places in the country. In the markets, there's still plenty of volatility. So for investors, the need to remain vigilant is always constant. It's essential. And without a doubt, we got to learn to manage our fear and our greed. So we will, I will help you make you, a, I will help you make a better investor. We should talk about this and your participation is always important to the mix of the program. So give us a call live 888-99-CHART. The fourth quarter is moving fast. 
There's an autumn chill in the air and uncertainty in the markets. So you've got finance and investment questions for Steve and Justin. And the phone lines never close. Call Talk 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Andrew from Indiana. Really appreciate the show. I had a question about lump sum distribution that I have sitting in cash that I managed to roll into an uh, IRA, a Roth IRA. And I'm curious, is it better to put that into um, something like the S&P ETF since I have about 30 years until retirement? Or is it wiser to put that into something like a uh, Vanguard 2050 fund? That way it automatically adjusts. Part B of my question is, should I dollar cost average that? And if so, how frequently should I do that? Or should I go ahead and put all of the cash into the retirement fund and be done with it? Uh, appreciate your show, and I uh, look forward to hearing the answer on the podcast. Thanks. Okay, good questions. I prefer to see you use a uh, an S&P fund, uh, not a target-dated fund. Why? Because the target-dated fund, as you pointed out, gets more conservative as you get older, and what that means is they buy more and more bonds as you get older and closer to the retirement date. But they can, they can be doing that at the very wrong time. At the very worst time in history, they could be doing that for bonds. So I think it would be smarter to you, uh, do it yourself when it's appropriate. And if you have a number of years, just stay with the S&P 500, a number of years before retirement. Um, so that's what I would do. And because of where we are in the cycle – I would probably dump that lump sum pretty much all and at the same time. I don't think I dollar cost average into the market. Why? Because the market is correcting now, and over the next few days, the next week or two, maybe three, the market is probably going to bottom. I hard to believe that it will continue to go down much longer than that, especially if they pass a spending package, especially if a vaccine comes out. That will be very positive. And the market will probably turn around. So that's why I don't necessarily think I would dollar cost average right now. If you were in the, if we were in May, June, July period, I'd probably tell you dollar cost average over the summer into the market. And that's because of yearly cycles. The summer months, the, the last quarter and the first quarter of the year are the best quarters traditionally. And the middle quarters of the year are the worst quarters traditionally. That doesn't mean they're all terrible and they're all good, because you can have exceptions to this rule. But generally speaking, that's how it works. So I'm trying to get you in the market faster. I think the times want to do that. My focus point today, bipartisan legislation has been proposed and proposed changes to retirement-related measures, changes to our retirement accounts, 401K, IRAs. And that's legislation that's been proposed. It's a pretty wide-ranging bill, especially for it affects mostly seniors and student loan borrowers. So we'll, that's going to come up later on the show. We're going to talk about that. Other topics I want to discuss. How about four out of ten Americans want to buy a house because of the pandemic? Don't you find that interesting? I don't find it surprising, though. Okay, how? Why have uh, why have an Apple credit card? Why? Why should you? Apple is trying to be less dependent on their phones with getting into other business. But why have an Apple credit card? And finally, 
Have you read this lately? The FTC says romance scams are on the rise and it's a huge rise. Romance scams. You're being scammed by someone romancing you. We'll talk about that. It might be the baby boomers. More and more baby boomers are getting out there. Maybe they're lonely and they're looking for romance. And they're getting scammed. And there's a lot of them, so maybe that's why it's growing. It's one of the fastest growing scams out there, by the way. So those are the things we're going to talk about. But first, let's go to a live call. Farhan in San Jose. How you doing, Farhan? Thank you there? for taking my call. Um, my question you. was on, actually it was on Duncan Group, but it was more of a generic question. Um, obviously, it's getting, uh, the company is getting acquired. Do I hold my shares till, um, till, the, till the acquiring finishes? And how do my shares that I bought, how do they end up getting valued? Will they automatically get converted to cash at whatever is the acquiring price? Or do I sell them and keep uh-huh. a track of it? So I just want to know how to... Very good um, question. Do I hold on to shares for the company that has been acquired? Okay. Very, very good question. This is Duncan Brands, everybody. Franchise 21,000 Dunkin' Donuts, Baskin Robbins. Who bought them? Who who, who purchased them? Uh, it's see a if private company. Uh, it might private. be... Going, going private. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... This is normally what happens. Usually, the they go in, they make an offer. Now, now for Han, they can offer it different ways. They can offer all cash. If they offer all cash for Dunkin' Donuts, you're going to get it. You're going to get money. Your shares are going to disappear, and the money comes in. However, per share, how much per share they're buying, they they can other. That's probably what this is since it's going private. They're going to offer you cash. That's probably the the way. And what will happen one day, whenever the deal is closed, you'll have a bunch of cash in your account and the Dunkin' Donuts shares will be gone. That's how that works. You don't have to do very much. But there's other ways, too. That's not the only way. Sometimes I'll offer you cash and stock of the new company, but this is going private, so it's going to be all cash. So you don't have to do a thing, and you can just let it go. Now, what can happen is a deal could fall through, too. It doesn't necessarily have to go through. That's a whole different situation. Well, I'll, we'll talk about that back in a minute. This is Invest Talk. We're headed into the break, everybody. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Peavy. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. 888 So, the, um, so, so um, about the purchase, Farhad talked about Dunkin' Donuts being purchased by a private company. It's going to be all cash. Probably hold on to it until you get the cash because most of those deals go through. But when deals don't go through, let's say this doesn't go through, the stock rose, uh, what? 13, 14% today based on what the price of the shares that they were buying. Well, well, that'll go right back down to where it was. You lose the deal. But you could sell that stock today before the deal goes through and capture that 13.45% increase in today. Now, if another stock company was buying this company, 
usually the stock that's being purchased will go up to 90% of the offering purchase price and stop, usually. And when that happens, I usually tell people, well, go ahead and take the profit and sell it. Don't wait for the close of the deal because what what, what what's going to happen is, what if the books and records are not what they appear to be when they do their due diligence? What if the deal falls through? Then you lose that gain. So you can sell Dunkin' Donuts today and capture that gain right now. But it's I don't know what the offering price is. How close is that to the offering price? Usually, it goes up to about 90% of the offering price. Okay, my focus point today. Bipartisan legislation has proposed changes to retirement-related measures. Let's talk about that. Let's get into that. A couple things. Uh, This is uh, bipartisan. Uh, Republican and Democrat got together and uh, making this proposal. So um, it wants to change the – remember, there's a minimum requirement – the um, RMW required minimum di- uh, uh, distribution from your IRAs. You're required to take it, and it went from age 70 when Trump passed his legislation a couple of years ago to now 72. Well, this new legislation wants to change it to age 75 before you're required to start taking your distribution. It also will let workers repaying student loans get a company 401k match, even if they're not saving in their workplace. In other words, uh, if I have a match, I have an employee, uh, I have employees, and they put in 2%, I put in 2%. They put in 10%, I put in 4%. That's my maximum. Okay, so they're saying they'll change that so that I, the employer, can put in 4% or 2% without the employee putting in anything. For them. Okay, um, so what else? There was a couple of other small things, uh, but those were the two of the larger things that might be important. There was something to do with if you wanted to, if you take that minimum, required minimum distribution and give it to charity, you wouldn't have to pay taxes on it, which is good. You know, I, I like that idea. Um, there, uh, let's see, uh, for, let's see, um, <laughs> Oh, if you have less than 100000 in your 401k or IRA, um, the bill, bill tweaks RMD so you don't have to take the RMD at all. So, of course, you know, remember, this is proposed, so there could be changes that may not go through, but that's what's out there. And I, I think most of these changes are pretty sound. I like them, in other words. We'll see. We'll just see. Now, if we move quickly, I think I can squeeze in another question here before the end of the break, the next break. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is John calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you guys for taking my call. I was hoping to get your thoughts on the ticker symbol B-E-R-Y. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Okay, who is that? That's Barry Global Group, Inc. Barry Global Group, Inc., it's out of Indiana, makes plastic consumer packaging and engineering materials for the food, beverage, and healthcare industries. I was actually looking at this industry today, uh, trying to f- figure out what, what kind of stocks, which ones are a good bargain at this time. Because think about what they do. Make plastic containers, packaging, engineering materials for the food, beverage, and healthcare industries. I'm thinking that... If we get back on the track and the world gets back on the track, economically speaking, 
This, these kind of companies will do very well. And this company already does well. It's going to make $4.49 this year. That's a 32% increase from last year. And $5.06 next year, another 13% uh, increase. That's a $46 stock. So what is that? A 9 PE? 9. Their five-year range is 7 to 20. Return equity is 30%. Cash flow is $7.88. Management owns 2%. Mutual funds are steady, owners, the last year. Sales have increased dramatically in the last couple of quarters because of COVID. You know, everybody's buying things and having to ship, so that helps them. But if the economy turns around, they'll still do very, very well. So I kind of like this stock. And it's having a pullback. I think if it pulls back uh, to about 40, 42, somewhere in that range, it's 46 now, I'd definitely be a buyer. Okay, we have, uh, we, we live in a time when contrary voices are challenging our economic system. Without taking a political stand, it might be beneficial for us to understand just what our system is. As we go to break, here's my two-part trivia question. In the U.S., we have a market economy, but what is a market economy? And looking back across the centuries, when did the concept of private property come to prominence? I'll have the answer after the break, but for now, my phone lines are open. I encourage you to give me a call, ask your investment questions, 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? You're the best person to ask it at 888-99-CHART. Now's the best time. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information 
beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question, uh, and here's the answer. In the U.S., we have what we call a market economy, but what is a market economy? And looking back across the centuries, when did the concept of private property come to prominence? Okay, to understand what a market economy is, you first need to know the two pillars that support a market economy, and they are a voluntarily a voluntary exchange and private property those two things now it is possible for trade to occur without one or the other but that wouldn't be a market economy it would be a centralized one one is dictated by a central government a free market is a system of economic distribution it determines through the laws of supply and demand who gets what and how much of it is in the economy, okay? So a key feature of free market is the absence of forced transactions or conditions or for those transactions, okay? So it's you and me agreeing to a price to exchange something. I buy something from you or you buy something from me, I either give you cash in the form of currency or labor or whatever. It's a free exchange and you own stuff in a free market economy. Now, it arose organically in a social institution for trade and economy. If you think about it, it makes total sense, okay? Now, looking back across centuries, when did this concept of private property come to prominence? Private property has existed long before written history. But important intellectual arguments in favor of a private system of ownership for the means of production were not made until the 17th to 18th century by a man named John Locke. John Locke was an English philosopher and physician. He lived from 1632 to 1704. One of Locke's famous quotes was, I have always thought that actions of men are the best interpreters of their thoughts. Okay, that is still true today, by the way, isn't it? That, uh, that, that, again, I have always thought that actions of men are the best interpreters of their thoughts. What they do is the action of their thinking. Okay, let's keep the pace moving forward. Here comes another listener question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Kevin. I'm a stock market neophyte. I just began investing in August of last year. And, uh, you know, I've made a lot of rookie mistakes, but since discovering you guys, 
I've been becoming a smarter investor, and I thank you. I listen to you every morning on the way home from work. My question is, I have two brokerages. One is through my bank, Chase, and one is uh, you know, one of these online commission-free brokerages. Unless you have a full-service brokerage, why would anybody want to have a brokerage that they're paying a commission on when there are commission-free brokerages where you can trade for free? And uh, I'm wondering, is there a downside? Is there a risk? Uh, you know, what happens if one of these online trading companies goes out of business? How do I get my stocks? Um, what's the downside? I'll listen to your answer on the podcast. Thank you very much. Well, it's very true. There is absolutely no reason not to use a free trading online uh, company. Now, now to reduce your risk of them going out of business, you can always go to Schwab or TD Ameritrade. Schwab bought TD Ameritrade, and they have no no cost of trading, none, and they're big, so they're secure. Okay. But if you deal with a custodian, whoever's holding your money, like a Schwab or an online broker, if you deal with one that is SIPC insured, S-I-P-C, that means your holdings, your positions are insured. They cannot steal it from you. If they go bankrupt, they're still yours. So if a company, a custodian that, that is, remember, you, they're just holding the stocks for you. It's not theirs. So... There, there's not a lot of risk, and there's very, very little risk if it's SIPIC insured. So just make sure your custodian is SIPC insured. And that's $500,000 worth of equities that are insured. Okay? And most of the big houses, like a Schwab and TD Ameritrade, Goldman Sachs, those big guys, Wells Fargo, they have more private insurance over and above the 500000 so, but I don't ever use a brokerage firm that's not SIPIC insured. That's my advice. 888-99 chart. You know who wasn't SIPIC insured? Was Bernie Madoff, who had $50 billion under management. He was he was his own custodian, his company, and he wasn't SIPIC insured. So everybody lost every dime. Well, not every dime, but lots of money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talking point. Okay. Four out of ten Americans want to buy a house because of the pandemic. Think about it. Remember, remember, and especially if you consider what started this pandemic in New York City. Remember how, uh, how everybody, stay indoors, stay indoors. And that just made it worse because you're recycling air inside a building, an apartment building or a high-rise, just recycling all that air in there, and the germs are just, fly, you know, the, the COVID bacteria or whatever it is was flying around. Everybody got sick. So being indoors is not necessarily a good thing. And think about what's happening now. Cold weather, everybody's indoors. So being out in the open seems to be more safe from COVID. And I think that's what's driving there's four out of 10 people saying, I want to do that. This is a survey of 1,113 people, by the way. Two-thirds want a spare bedroom. Two-thirds of these people want a spare bedroom. 63% want a deck. 56% want an office in their suburban homes. So, so it looks like suburbia is well and uh, thriving to me. And I knew it would. I didn't think it was not going to thrive. You know, the... Uh, uh, the millennials were very, very late and still are very late buying a home and starting households. But, you know, that's a big group of people. Now they're starting to form houses and form households, meaning they're getting married and having the children and they want to live in the suburbs. 
they were more city dwellers. They liked that idea of being in a city where the city is action is. But once you start getting married and you want to raise a family, you look for a better place to raise a family than being in a city. And that's probably pushing pushing this idea. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. As you are probably noticed, uh, we are in mess talk here. Uh, we have listeners all over the United States. Here comes a question from Philadelphia. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Mike from Philadelphia. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on ticker WWR, Westwood Resources. Thinking of making a pretty strong position in them, but I uh, want to know what your take is on them. Thanks a lot. I appreciate everything you guys do. See Westwater Resources, Inc., Westwater Resources uh, out of Colorado, engaged in the acquisition, exploration, development, and mining of uranium properties in the United States. Uranium. It's a very, very small company, only $30 million in size. That's very tiny. Uh, They don't make money. They've always lost money. Uh, I would not buy this stock. Remember, we don't buy stocks that don't make money. That's never a good investment. I don't want to say never. 99 and 9 tenths of the time, not a good investment. They've lost money every year. They're going to lose $5.39. They lost $5.39 in 2019. They're going to lose more, just the same amount of money this year. The stock is selling for $4, and there's no way to evaluate it until it makes money. And I can't, you know, I, I just can't tell you when that might happen. So I would say away from it. It's not, it's not something you should be thinking about. Let's go to Jason in Sacramento. How you doing, Jason? You're doing good, Steve. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Hi. Uh, so my question is on BTI. Um, seeing a little bit of volatility to the downside. Um mm-hmm for this stock and it, it's kind of been down there, uh, beaten up. Um, so I just wanted to know, uh, if now is the time to buy more, uh, hold off for a little bit. This is British American tobacco company. Uh, BTI is a symbol UK based manufacturer of tobacco products sold under more than 200 brands worldwide. Um, we own a couple of tobacco companies, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it, this is one of them. It might be. Um, I like, we bought them because of the dividend. So our reason to purchase it was that the dividend is very high. And right now it's at 10.5%. Can they afford to pay that? Well, 10% of $31 stock is $3.10. They make $4.58. So yeah, they can pay that dividend. So that, I don't think the dividend's in danger. So I think if you buy this stock for the dividend, Right now, you're buying it kind of on the cheap because the P.E. ratio, remember, it's going to make $4.58. So the P.E. ratio is what? A $31 stock, it's uh, 7 Yeah, well, you know, I think that's pretty cheap. And what's its five-year range? 7 to 21 for its P.E. range. So I think, you'll, I think you, if you don't have a full position, you buy more. But I'd wait for it to calm down because it's falling sharply the last two days like the rest of the market. So I'd just wait for it to calm down, then I'd buy more if you don't have a full position. If you have a full position, I'd hold on to it. Remember, it pays that dividend. That's the biggest benefit you can have here. Remember, if it pays a 10% dividend, the stock goes down 10% and you're still breaking even. 10% a year. And you'd still be even next year, too, if it went down another 10%. 
That's 20% in two years. So how far will it go when it's making $4.58 a share? See, there, there's a place where it'll stop and turn around and head back up. Okay? You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to explore the financial investment information uh, posted on our website. I would appreciate it. At investtalk.com, you can click on the investment programs link. This is where you can learn about the various investment strategy opportunities we offer through KPP Financial. For example, you can check out the Balanced Income Program, one of my favorites. It offers an ideal blend of growth and and income. How's it drive income? Through stocks and bonds. How's it drive growth? The stocks. So like a generally speaking, a 50-50 split. Or maybe you can look at our dynamic growth investment program. That's all about growth, no income. We we might have income, but we don't that's not the focus. The focus is growth. We have several programs there that might fit you. So take a look. Go to investtalk.com. When you're ready to speak with me or Justin, just send us a message or call our KPP offices uh, in Irvine, California. We can easily set up a portfolio assessment by conducting personalized assessments via telephone, Skype, or Jive meetings, whatever you prefer. I'm taking your questions live now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news, sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. James in New York wants to talk about gold. James. Yes, um, I was wondering if post-election uh, gold might be a good place to add to, on um, particular GDX, uh, if there's an expected run-up in that uh, sector. Okay. Now, gold, you know, ran up most of last year. Um, uh, from uh, Actually, from 2020 up, it's been up most of this year, too, up till August or so. Then it started to weaken. I think it has another run in its in in the gold. I think we have, but I don't think it'll be based on the election. I think it'll be more based on the stimulus package when they pass it, because that will probably weaken the dollar, weaken the dollar, and a weak dollar boosts gold prices. So the two there's three things that make gold go up: a weak dollar, inflation, and fear. Now, fear meaning like a fear of a war or some big, big event. And COVID was probably helpful making gold go up this year, but it stopped in August. I think it's setting itself up to be another buying opportunity for people who want to get into gold. I do. And I think, I think it'll be after the, uh, the stimulus package is agreed to between both the both Democrats and Republicans in the House. 
And I think that will happen after the election, which I've been saying for some time, that it probably the stimulus package won't happen before the election because neither side wants to give the other side any credit of any kind. So, <coughs> excuse me. So uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think this is a, a time to think about putting some gold on if you haven't, if you don't have a position already. James, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Now you can put gold on in various ways. There's gold miner. There's ETFs. Uh, there's different gold miners. You can actually buy an ETF that holds gold. I don't think though it would be wise to actually go buy gold in in bullion. Why? Because there's a commission to buy and a commission to sell it, and it can eat into your profits. I don't like that. On the Nest Invest Talk, a story that explains this opinion. Six reasons why you will save more money with an ARM. ARM, adjustable rate mortgage. So most experts will tell you it's safer to go with a fixed rate mortgage, but how could you benefit from an adjustable rate mortgage? That story is tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. Here's another benefit when you sign up for our Invest Talk Insider program, a brief list of real estate investment trusts, REITs, that should be on investors' radar if they're looking for exposure to this dividend-focused sector. You can sign up for this free Invest Talk Insider program on investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk. And now more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Steve is here. He's taking your calls live. Step up with your questions now. 888-99 chart. 888-992-4278. Let's go to John and Glendale. Let's talk about a fairly new uh, Chinese stock. John. Uh, hi Steve. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, how was your vacation, by the way? I enjoyed it. I went and visited relatives out in Texas. I had a lot of people warning me, don't go to Texas because you know, of COVID. But, you know, I, I just don't want to be that fearful. I mean, we're just going to visit family and we're going to be at parties or anything. So I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Appreciate, oh, good. appreciate your th- good. Th- Thank you for the call, for that. Uh, I just, uh, I ran into, I, I saw this stock today, uh, I was up 80 cents, and I was just wondering what was the story behind it, so I thought you'd be the best person to call. It's uh, Albertson's that, Company's ACI. Uh, Albert, Albertson's, the grocery store chain, or? Yeah, ACI, Apple, Charlie, Internet. Okay, I, I got the wrong symbol in it was a Chinese company, so that was wrong. Okay, Albertsons, a grocery store company. I think everybody uh, is pretty familiar with them. Uh, well, maybe not. I think it's a West Coast chain, isn't it? Um, I, want, I know that. I think they own yeah. Vons also, the wine, uh, Vons yeah. uh, grocery store. It's a fairly new public stock. Uh, company operates 2,252 stores under 20 iconic branders in the United States. So they have a number of different brand names. Uh, they're Albertsons here in the West Coast. Um, they're going to make $2.83 this year. Last year they made $0.83. Cents. 
Next year, you're going to be at $1.74. It's a $15 stock. So no matter how you look at it, it's very inexpensive. They make money, have made money, even though it's a fairly new IPO price. Uh, it came out in July, and you'll note that it's selling right near its IPO price. And as I told everybody, when IPOs come out, for the first six months, after six months, after six months, insiders can start selling the stock. So what normally happens is that after six months, the stock price is near or below the IPO price, which is very common, which is true here. You're only one, two, three, four months into it. You got two more months. But it's a very inexpensive stock. Uh, they're growing about 10, 11% sales per, per quarter. And they're going to make $2.83 this year, $1.74 next year. So that means the P.E. is like eight. Okay? So it's brand new. It's hard to tell you that that – I can tell you grocery stores usually sell at fairly low P.E.s. They're never over 15, never. They're usually around 10. The return equity is very high at 21%, which is good, and they have great cash flow of $9.66. Uh, they do have a debt because of real estate. They own the real estate, so they have debt. But the cash flow has no problem paying. It's like a mortgage. You know, they have no trouble paying that. I kind of like it because it's fairly inexpensive, but I would wait at least two more months before getting into it to see. wait till that six-month period after that six-month period. John, thanks for the call. appreciate it. I wouldn't be a buyer of it today, no. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So, I'm going to get into, I'm not going to go into why Apple, the credit card, you should own it, but there are three good reasons that you should own it, but maybe I can get into that another day. But I wanted to mention the FTC's uh, warning about romantic scams. And it's not just, you know, they. I thought, well, maybe it's just for the old old guys, you know, trying to find women on the internet or something. But it, it's more, it's broader than that, and the growth of it is huge. There are 21,000 of these in 2018. And one of the most common, the most com- in 2008, there's $143 million were scammed from people. The most common is, 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 is the most common in consumer fraud. But the most common way they do it in older people is with Facebook online. They put up a profile that's not real. They get to know you or whoever they're corresponding with and they get to know them and you think you're getting developing a friendship and you get close. And what happens is then they say, oh, uh, I have an emergency medical procedure. I don't have any money. Could you help me out? Or some kind of misfortune and they're asking for some help. Yeah, scam. Stay away from them, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. This completes another Investop program. I will not be here tomorrow, Friday, I mean, because I will be attending a wedding. Remember, I have 39 nieces and nephews, so there's a lot of things happening in my life. In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived Investop podcasts, a free download. And by the way, we all have to be tested for COVID before the wedding. And there's only a limited amount of people allowed. So <laughs> remember, you can download iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And remember, you can stream live the program 4 o'clock Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Remember, also, we always have independent thinking here, and we always want to share that success. This is the Vet Talk, everybody. Have a great night. 
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor.